0: This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities.
1: Welcome to the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. My name's Andrew Jobling and I'm your host. I love the word possibility and I love the meaning of the word possibility. I love that there's possibility that we can achieve great things, that we can live our best life, that we can achieve our purpose, that we can live a life of joyful longevity. I love the fact that it's actually probable if we take the time and effort and commitment to put all of the pieces together into that wellness puzzle. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about helping you find all of those little pieces that go together to create the best life you can possibly live, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whether it's your purpose, your passion, whatever it is you're after, I hope this podcast will help you achieve that. Over the coming weeks, I will be speaking to wonderfully inspiring people, I will be speaking to experts in their field, I will be speaking to people who are going to share ideas that will help you live your very, very best life. Welcome to episode number one and in this episode, I will be speaking to none other than myself and introducing the Wellness Puzzle podcast talking about my background, my passion, my purpose, and helping you understand and identify why this is a podcast that you will listen to on a regular basis. So right now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. I'm sitting here on my own at the moment, with the exception of my little fluffy four-legged baby girl, Joya, and I'm talking to you to introduce the show. This is episode number one, so I'm pretty excited about this. I'm also a little bit... Nervous because how do you know when you launch a podcast whether people are going to listen to it, whether people are going to like it, whether it's actually going to add value. And and I think I've actually, for the first time in my life, I've really procrastinated on kicking off this show and launching it and actually doing this first episode. I guess because there are so many podcasts out there and I look at my good friend Craig Harper and The You Project and it's pretty intimidating to be perfectly honest. And I just want to make sure that and believe and truly know and understand in my heart that what I've got to offer is going to add value to people. So the reason I'm now finally talking myself into doing this was the same reason and the same thinking that got me to actually write my first book. And I'll talk a little bit about my background in this first show, but, but when I decided to write my first book, it was not born out of great writing ability. It certainly wasn't born out of a desire to be an author. It wasn't born out of really anything other than this want to get a message out to the world. And I remember sitting there just before I started writing going, who's going to be interested in what you say? What qualifications do you have to write a book? And the answer that came to me as I asked that question, and when I asked, what's going to be different about this book to any other book in the wellness space out there? And the answer came to me, and it was me. It's my message, my perspective, my style of communication, the way I can get a message out in my own individual way, I thought that's going to impact certain people and certain people need to hear the message the way I communicate it. So that was the final tipping point for me to actually sit down here and record this first episode of this podcast. So again, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for the people that are supporting me to this point. If we truly understood and believed that every outcome we experience in life, good or bad, happy or sad, healthy or unhealthy, starts with a belief, a thought, or a perspective that we focus on, would we pay more attention to our thoughts, beliefs, and perspectives? Now, that might be a a pretty heavy question to open a show with and to actually launch a podcast with, but it's something that I really truly want to deeply explore as we move through different episodes, as I talk to different guests, because my background is health and well-being, and I've got 30 years now, or as I record this, as I say this to you, it's 30 years I've got in the health and well-being industry. I was a personal trainer for 15 of those, and now I am an author. I have, at this point, seven books, my last book, and... And the one that I truly believe is having the greatest impact on the world is the wellness puzzle. Hence, uh, the podcast is sort of born out of that. I guess I've really shifted my thinking around health and well-being and that's why this podcast is here because I think most people have heard about the importance of good nutrition, they know they should exercise, they know all the things they should and shouldn't do. The question is and the thing that I've learned in all of my years in this industry and speaking and mentoring and writing and trying to I guess influence and help people and that one thing I know is that people are only going to do what they're going to do and often that's very very contrary to what they know they should be doing I mean it truly is quite an amazing thing when we know what we should and shouldn't eat yet we do what is contrary to what we know we know we should exercise but often the alarm will go off in the morning and we hit the snooze button we know that the donut is probably not the best option and just as we're taking that bite into that donut we're actually saying to ourselves oh I shouldn't be doing this or whether it's a cigarette or whether it's a reaction or a response or whatever and you say something to you and even as you're saying it you go oh I shouldn't be saying this and I I'm going to regret it. I don't know about you, but I've been there way too many times. As we talk about well-being, and yes, this is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast, what I want to say to you is this. I truly believe well-being is 100% mindset. Now, you might hear different interpretations of that. Some people say, yeah, it's 50% mindset, and it's 30% nutrition and 20% exercise. You might hear a whole range of things. My belief is it's 100% mindset. And why do I say that? I say that because we don't do anything. We don't take any action, create any habit, get any result that we don't first think about. And everything starts as a thought. Everything starts as a belief. Everything starts as a perspective, as I mentioned in that introductory question that I asked. Therefore, if everything starts in our head and the results that we get physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually in life, a reflection of what's going on inside our brain, then I truly want to spend time focused there and for a lot of people hanging in their heads not necessarily the best thing to do or the best place to be and often what we do in our head is talk ourselves in then talk ourselves straight back out of getting back in shape or writing a book or creating some sort of success starting a business whatever it might be it's our thoughts it's our perspective it's our underlying beliefs that lead us into action that become habits which ultimately lead us to the results we get in life now a lot of people might blame other things and I've certainly have done that in my life. The reality is that everything we experience in life is the result of a habit or a routine that we create based on an action that we take as a result of an emotion we feel because of a thought that we focus on. This is the sort of stuff we're going to be talking about as each episode unfolds and this is a journey for me as as I hope it will be for you and I hope you'll come along on this journey with me. So I'm going to talk a lot more and cover a lot more and introduce myself a lot more but we're going to have a just a really quick break right now and and i'll be back just to dig in a little bit deeper to some of the stuff i've introduced
0: how do you rate the most important things in your life for many of us long life and joy are high on the list important elements we can't buy But the secret to attaining them is elusive and out of reach for many. Andrew Jobling has tackled these important questions in his book, The Wellness Puzzle, Living a Life of Joyful Longevity. Andrew solves the problem by teaching the seven pieces to optimal well-being. This is a must-read. Find out more about The Wellness Puzzle and Andrew's other books at andrewjobling.com.au.
1: I call myself an unlikely athlete and an accidental author and I'm going to share a little bit about my background right now and the most important message that I'm going to share with you is that the things that I've achieved and I have and I'm proud of what I've achieved and excited about some of the things I've done and where I'm heading but I just want to let you know that it's far less about my ability, my talent, my knowledge, my intelligence, my luck, my age, my background, and most of the things people consider necessary for success. And it's far more about what I mentioned in the first part, and that is my thinking. Let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm a middle child. And if you're a middle child listening, and I don't know whether you can relate to this, I'm an attention-seeking middle child. I'm a attention-seeking, mama's boy, sookie lala, skinny, sickly, mama's boy, middle child. That's me. And I can remember always wanting attention from my mom. Oh, I truly was a mama's boy. In fact, I can't believe I'm actually admitting this to you but the very first present that I remember getting from my mum was a little mini iron and ironing board and and I would set up next to her as she did the ironing and I'd have a little ironing board and my iron with a with a power cord with a suction cup at the end of it and I'd stick it on the wall and I'd stand next to mum doing the ironing and I'd be looking up at her every five seconds to make sure she was looking at me. Yep, that's pretty embarrassing. So I was an attention seeker born out of probably insecurity I'm not sure why. I'm not gonna go into a deep psychological analysis of why I was insecure, but, but I was. And that insecurity was born out of a belief that maybe I wasn't good enough. Maybe I was worried about other people, what they thought of me. So it was really important to me to be approved of and to gain acceptance and to get attention and I remember after many times of running away from home and sucking my thumb and heading out into the big bad world with my pillow and a banana and saying I'll never return home ever again because I didn't get the attention that I wanted only to find myself back home 15 minutes later because it was scary the big bad world is not a good place for a middle child suki la la mama's boy that's for sure. And after a few attempts at this, and I thought, well, this is not giving me the satisfaction that I want, I made this crazy, crazy illogical decision. I made a decision I live in Melbourne, Australia, and one of the main sports that we have here is Australian rules football. If you're listening to this and you're not in Australia, Australian rules football is not rugby. It's not soccer. It's not American football. It is Australian football. Google it. Get on YouTube and find out what Australian football is. But I made a decision, a crazy decision, that I'm going to be a football star. Now, why was that crazy? Well, I was skinny. I certainly wasn't physically endowed, that's for sure. I was not that talented, and I was quite a sickly person, but... I just want to really reinforce the point that I had a thought and the thought in my mind was if only I could have success, if I could be successful, I visualized running out through a banner onto a stadium packed with tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people that were screaming and I visualized it and I actually could experience the, the sights and the smells and the sounds and the emotion that went with it and as a result of that thought leading to that positive, really powerful emotion, I got into action And at the age of 16, I ended up at a professional footy club in Melbourne, a club called the St Kilda Football Club, and I was there for the next seven years. And it truly was one of those things where I know it wasn't about ability. And I've got numerous examples of times where I could show people that talent is not what got me here. That's for sure. It was a determination and it was a real focus. It was a real strong emotional desire to get the job done. I got into action, I created good habits and then I got the result. Now after that, my professional sporting career ended and I got into the health and fitness industry You know, I started working in gyms, working as a personal trainer and that's when I met the wonderful Craig Harper and and worked with him and then we went into business together and I was a personal trainer for the next 15 years and I'm very grateful for the fact that I'm quite spontaneous I get a thought and this is a really important point I don't stay in my head too long because it's a dangerous place and I know that if I stay in my head too long if I overanalyze things too long I'm going to talk myself out of it so I've got this ability I don't know I think it's just a natural trait that I get an idea in my head, I get excited, I move it into my heart and I get into action without overthinking. Now, clearly it can lead to some expensive lessons like buying a racehorse was an expensive way to find out that anything that eats while you sleep is bad for your bank account. It led me into purchasing a cafe while I was working an 80 plus hour personal training career. A couple of years later, after working seven days a week, failed miserably and I ended up in an enormous amount of debt. And I remember a day very clearly, I was sitting in the back office of the cafe and head in my hands, just looking at the bank account, just praying for some money to appear from somewhere. And clearly money didn't appear from somewhere, but what did appear was a thought that came into my head. Now, this is not a logical thought. Now, that thought was, why don't you write a book? Leading up to that point, point, I and the reason why I bought the cafe was because I was really interested in nutrition. I'd been inspired. I'd done a lot of learning. I had got some knowledge that I wanted to share with people. And the cafe was a way for me to do that. Well, that failed. And so I remember sitting there that day thinking, well, that failed miserably. What am I going to do? How am I going to get this message out to the world? And this idea comes into my head to write a book. Now, this is my background. From a very young age, I was going to be a professional footballer. So I didn't think education was necessary because you don't need brains to be a footballer. So I didn't pay a lot of attention at school study reading writing none of those things were important to me and I didn't read really at all I had no background experience qualifications or anything that would suggest that writing a book would be a sensible thing to do but again what I had was a thought and a vision of a book that would impact lives a book that would get me on stages at this point, I'd be working 15 years as a personal trainer and honestly, I, was, I truly was as much as I enjoy helping people, I was sick of getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and working until 9 o'clock at night. Uh, I was sick of clients cancelling because for whatever reason and not getting paid. I was sick of income going up and down and up and down and really no stability financially. And so I could see and feel and believe that a book would do it. And with this absolute naivety and a belief that I'm going to write a best-selling book with no knowledge or experience or any understanding of what the process would be, I just got started. The thought got me excited. The excitement got me into action. I started writing a little bit every day because I was working over 100 hours a week in two businesses. So I started writing this first book. And incredibly, what happened was within two years, I was a published author. That book went on to sell many tens of thousands of copies and become a best-selling book and it absolutely started me on a path of joy, purpose and fulfillment that I'm incredibly grateful for today but I know it never would have happened if I hadn't made that illogical decision and never would have happened if I'd stopped and analyzed that choice and thought about becoming an author. And I truly believe that one of the reasons why I'm as healthy as I am right now as I talk to you, I'm 55 years old and I feel in better shape than I've ever been and I'm looking forward to live a long, long, long time and and I'm going to talk a lot about that in this podcast is because I found my purpose and every day is an exciting journey for me. So I now at this point have seven published books. My last one's called The Wellness Puzzle. Now The Wellness Puzzle, let me talk about that a little bit because that was born out of agitation and that agitation – has come from looking around the world to see what is going on in this world and let me tell you and you know this the world is not a healthy place at all there are sick people physically mentally emotionally there are sick people there are broke people there are unhappy people and it doesn't need to be like this honestly there is more resources access to resources there's more podcasts And one of the reasons why I guess the fear around me launching a podcast is, well, who's going to listen to this one? Why is this one going to be any different? Well, I hope this is different in its own special way. And I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to create and I want to create a wave of wellness and wonder around the world. My mission right now is to create a wave of wellness and wonder all around the world. Because as we can see, there's a there's a wave of sickness, there's a wave of depression, there's a wave of poverty, there's a wave of anger, there's a wave of uncertainty that is rippling throughout the world. Now, if that can happen, why can't we turn that into a positive wave? And really, that's why I'm here and that's why I'm talking to you and that's why I'm hosting this podcast and that's why I'm going to find people to talk to that are going to inspire you, entertain you and get you and hopefully agitate you as I've been agitated to do something different, to make change, create change in your life that is sustainable and will help you not just impact your own personal space but will ripple out and impact the people that you care about. So the wellness puzzle, the evolution of thinking. So the wellness puzzle, the book, the concept is that optimal well-being is possible for everyone if you put the pieces together. Now, there's a lot of pieces in that wellness puzzle and a lot of people will go, well, what's that got to do with health and well-being? And the reason I believe why there's so much sickness is people don't really understand the foundation of what well-being truly is. And well-being is not buns of steel. I mean, you might want buns of steel and that's okay. It's not a six-pack. And if you want a six-pack... Go for it if you want to look good. And I'm the first one to admit I've got an ego. I like to look good. I like being lean and athletic. And I will continue to do that because that drives me. But it's way more than that. And as I think about the evolution My evolution over 30 years, well, I came out of a professional sporting career when it was all about pain. For me, that was it. You know, I remember in the 80s, the one word that really would describe what I experienced as a professional sportsman, that word is pain. I was in pain. Training was painful. Getting beaten around on the footy field was painful. Getting abused by coaches was painful. Getting yelled at by opposing fans was painful. Painful. So it was painful and as I left that professional sporting career into a personal training career, I took that same mentality and I thought, well, no pain, no gain, go hard or go home and I would train my clients and if they walk out after a session, I felt like I'd let them down. If they vomited, I thought it was their way of saying thank you. So yes, I was clueless, absolutely clueless because I didn't understand anything really at that point. That's when I started to look at nutrition, but this is really important. I, like many people, would consider that eating well and ex- regular exercise is critical to be healthy. We, I think we would all agree with that, yet people know this stuff. I mean, I, I guarantee if you're listening to this, you know you should eat breakfast and eat fruit and vegetables and eat drink more water and eat more fish and eat less processed food. I'm sure you know that. I'm sure you know that regular exercise is important. I don't need to bore you with why or how or what to do. You know that stuff. And again, there's more gyms and personal trainers and resources and naturopaths and nutritionists out there than ever. There's more books, there's more audios, there's more podcasts, there's more videos, there's more webinars. Blah, blah, blah. We know the stuff. So the key question is not not about what we know. The question is what are we doing and why are we making the choices that we're making? Interesting. That led me to really do some serious self-reflection because I know me. I do stuff and I go, what are you doing that for? You know that's not the right thing to do. And I, and I question myself, Andrew, what are you doing? What are you, why are you doing that? What's the thinking behind that? What's the belief around that? What's the deep down conditioned response to that and why and where did that come from? So the wellness puzzle then explores the different areas and exercise and nutrition are obviously a couple of pieces of the wellness puzzle, but certainly not the most important. Finding purpose, I truly believe, is an important one. I'll, talk, I'll touch on that. Having a positive mindset is critically important in this process. You know, the water we drink, the air that we breathe, having a faith, I truly believe these are all part of the wellness puzzle. And I think one of the real defining moments for me was when I was asking a lot of questions I'd been a personal trainer for a little period of time a few years, I don't know how long and there were some things that I just did not understand I've got a Hungarian mother my Hungarian great-grandmother lived to 97 years of age smoking a carton of cigarettes a week drinking brandy every single day and eating rich Hungarian food she lived to 97, I, I could not never understand it couldn't understand it at all. Then on the other hand, there was evidence everywhere I looked of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, young people with the habits that you would consider healthy habits, eating well, exercising regularly and they're ending up sick and diseased and I could never understand it. That really really confused me because I was under the belief that if you ate well and exercised regularly, you'd be okay. Didn't smoke, didn't drink, did all the right things, you'd be okay. Yet There was evidence all around the world contrary to that belief. Then I read a book and that book changed the way I think, has changed the path that I'm on. This is evidence of the power of reading and if you don't read, I would recommend you start doing it. So I read this book. The book was called The Magic is in the Extra Mile and I think three paragraphs, right at the start of the book and it talked about a study that was done on 50 people that had lived beyond 100 years old. Now, I'm going to refer to a term I call joyful longevity, and I'm going to refer to that a fair bit throughout this episode and all the other episodes. I'm going to talk about a concept I call joyful longevity, and that means living a long life, but a happy life, a joyful life, a purpose-driven life. That's not 100 years old sitting in a chair with tubes up your nose rocking and dribbling. And I think when I speak to groups of people and I ask who'd like to live to 100, I get a very, very small response to that because their idea of living to 100 is eating dinner through a straw and sitting in a rocking chair with a group of other old, depressed, arthritic and slow people. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about joy-filled, active, happy, fabulous life beyond 100. So there was a study done. And this book describes a study that was done with 50 people that had lived and you would describe them as living a life of joyful longevity. And they asked them a whole lot of questions. They wanted to find out what are their eating habits. They wanted to find out their exercise habits, their lifestyle habits, their attitude habits. They wanted to find out all sorts of stuff. And at the end of the study, what the examiners expected to find, the researchers expected to find, as most people would, that they ate well and they exercised regularly and they didn't smoke and they didn't drink and they did all the right things. And that was very, very inconsistent. In fact, the vast majority of them did not have what you would consider a healthy eating plan nor an exercise regime. What they did have in common, 9 out of 10 said they woke up every day grateful for another day. They woke up and saw every day as a gift. They were able to look at the positive side of everything that happened. They were able to forgive and they didn't hold resentment. Wow, that was powerful for me because now, remember I said right at the start of this episode that I believe well being is a 100% mindset. Well, think about it. gratitude, think about forgiveness, think about joy, think about positivity. These are emotional states that are the direct result of things we focus on, thoughts, beliefs, and perspectives that we focus on. So it's all mindset, everything is mindset. So the people that are living long, happy, lives are not necessarily the people that are eating the best and exercising regularly now don't get me wrong don't start smoking a carton of cigarettes a week okay and don't start drinking every single day don't eat rich Hungarian food or rich deep fried food I'm not suggesting that what I'm suggesting is that if we can focus our thoughts and our emotions then everything will change I'm going to tell you why in a second there was a lady that I heard about and I was in the US in 2019 uh, launching the wellness puzzle and I was speaking to a group at a hospice and they were all carers for elderly people and one guy put his hand up and explained described the lady that he'd been caring for who lived to 113 years of age and he said as he was explaining this to the group i could never work out why she lived so long again she had very questionable lifestyle habits she drank and she smoked and she ate deep fried foods and sugary foods and he said one day i decided to ask her so he asked her what is the secret how do you do it how do you possibly live so well and so long with such bad habits and she said five words she said i don't worry about anything I don't worry about anything. So what is worry? Worry is an emotion. It's a, Stress is an emotion. Anxiety, an emotion. Anger, an emotion. Resentment, bitterness, an emotion. When I think about my Hungarian great-grandmother, always remember her happy, always generous, always kind, always laughing, always in a good mood, always positive. So I hope you're getting a common theme here. And what I'm talking about in this podcast, I'm going to be talking about joyful longevity, I'm going to be talking about success, I'm going to be talking about achievement, I'm going to be talking about living your best life for as long as you can. And the key is going to be how do we control our emotional state, how do we get ourselves and keep ourselves and return to a positive emotional state because now all the science is actually showing and proving and giving us evidence of the impact of emotion now we've also you've heard the song don't worry be happy and there's always a bit of fluff about you know be happy happy is better than being sad and all that sort of stuff but now there's science to back it up our emotional state will impact our immune system a positive strong happy person will have a strong powerful immune system negative people bitter anxious angry stressed fearful people that shuts down their immune system consider the impact on your health if you have immune system which is deactivated Our emotional state impacts our DNA. The telomeres on the end of your DNA strands, a positive emotion will lengthen them, which means we have a longer life. Negative emotions, stress, anxiety, the same things will shorten the telomeres on the end of your DNA strands and shorten your life. There's now research around brain health and the proteins that are developed in the brain through our thoughts and our emotions. It starts the process of brain damage. Emotions will impact our cortisol activity and our free radical activity. And these things are All leading to physical disease, or on the other hand, they're leading to optimal physical well being and wonderful, joy filled lives. Wow, I've been speaking a fair bit and I'm doing pretty well. I've actually surprised myself that I'm talking to myself here and doing okay, but I guess I'm really going to spend a lot of time moving forward and through all the episodes, we're going to be talking about positive mindset. How do we get ourselves into a positive emotional state? And I'm not discounting the fact that there are times when negative emotion is important. Sometimes fear is a positive thing. It keeps us alive. It keeps us safe. Sadness is an emotion that we're going to experience. I lost my mum to cancer, and that was an incredibly sad time, and no one's ever going to tell me, you know, be positive, be happy. Now, I I will say, and I'll talk a little bit more about that after this short break that we're about to have, I'm incredibly grateful for knowing my mum and it's the outcome, even though she's been gone for many years and she died before a time, is very positive in the fact that now she and I together are impacting lives. But emotion is something we're going to live with. We have to live with and there's good and there's bad and there's happy and there's sad, but there is also very, very unhealthy and very dangerous emotion that we need to be aware of. We need to change because we can. We are in control of our emotional state. No one has the right to make you angry or upset. You give them that right by how you perceive. No circumstance can make you feel a certain way. You choose a perception of the circumstance that creates the emotion. Do you understand what I'm saying? Very important stuff. I'm going to stop talking now because i need a drink of water, and I'll be back to wrap things
0: up life has many unexpected twists and turns we all go through ups and downs we all have a problem we want to fix or a quality we want to improve it can be difficult to find time for wellness in today's world and that's why you need a partner that's where best being comes in best being is the first ai-backed wellness discovery and engagement platform that helps you learn about your wellness and matches you with wellness services based on your individual goals and needs Signing up is easy, and you can start your journey to a better you in minutes. Visit bestbeing.com today to learn more and get started.
1: If you're still here and still listening, I'm very, very grateful, and that is a very powerful and positive emotion, so I want to encourage a wonderful way to start every single day, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what circumstances you might be dealing with. There are things to be grateful for, and I think it's a wonderful thing to wake up every morning and go, okay, so what's good in my life? What am I grateful for? It's a fabulous way to start your day in a positive emotional state. I think for me, the key turning point was when I identified my purpose, and I certainly don't have time to go into lengthy detail about purpose, creation, and development, but I, I have amazing guests planned that will go into that in much more detail. But it was that point when I'd been personal training for 15 years and I was losing my passion and it was becoming a chore and it was becoming stressful and I was becoming anxious the night before getting up the next day and I was starting to resent it a little bit and I thought this is not good at all. And it was that random decision that illogical decision to become an author i had no idea that would spark this incredible passion and i guess belief in myself that i had a message and i could impact lives and i could make a difference and for me every single day since publishing my first book I've woken up with this amazing passion and purpose for how do I get my message out? Who can I help today? How can I make a difference? It truly drives me. And I think a foundational piece of the wellness puzzle is having a purpose. And I truly believe no matter what you do, how you eat, if you are not living on purpose, if you're not waking up every day excited, you're going to struggle to be healthy. Because if you're anxious or angry or bitter or resentful, it doesn't matter what you're eating. You cannot compensate negative emotion eating steamed chicken and salad and broccoli. There's no amount of nutrients you can put into your body that will compensate for chronic negative emotion, chronic stress, chronic anxiety, chronic resentment. You can't do it. And there is evidence everywhere. As I've already mentioned, there's sick people that when you look at them, you go, well, how can they be sick? And if they're sick, well, what what are the chances that I'm going to, that I could be healthy and look at all the things they're doing? Well, here's the key is find your purpose, find your purpose. Be very, very careful to guard your brain, guard what goes into your thinking, guard it with your life. My goodness, you're the most... Incredible asset is your, is what's between your ears because remember, you don't do anything that you don't first have a thought about, a belief about, a perspective about and create an emotion about. So protect your brain. Listening to podcasts like this and The You Project and there's a lot of other amazing podcasts, reading incredible books. And I would love for you to have a look at my website and some of my books. They may be able to help you. I'll give you the website at the end of this. You know, what are you watching? Turn off the news for goodness sake. So what are you listening to? Turn off the radio. Listen to podcasts. Listen to positive stuff. Read positive stuff. Watch things that will uplift you. The more negativity you, that comes in through your eyes and ears, the more it's going to impact your thinking, your emotional state, and ultimately your health and well-being and the results that you get in life. And and I think, again, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but another wonderful turning point for me was when I found a faith. And I've always had a belief that the universe... Would deliver but I don't know if I ever really practiced that and so I always found myself in quite an anxious state and worried, can I do this, can I achieve that, am I good enough always worrying about, am I good enough? Am I good enough? A faith removes that stress for you needing to be good enough. I have a a Christian faith. Many people have a Buddhist faith or maybe they just believe in the universe or they're followers of the force, whatever they may be. Having a faith of something bigger than you and just knowing that you can pass your doubts, fears, concerns, and worries and give it to that faith and go, do you know what? Everything is going to work out. There's a wonderful definition of faith by an author called philip yancey and he says that faith is trusting in advance that which only makes sense in reverse and i look at my life as i sit here and talk to you right now and i think if 20 years ago i could visualize this life i'm living right now i'd go yeah i want it but i've got no idea how it could possibly make that happen No idea. Looking back, it makes incredible sense. But looking forward, all I could visualize was something that I wanted with no understanding or knowledge about how I could do it. Faith is about stepping out and believing that if I start moving forward, the path will open itself up to me. I don't need to know the answers, I just need to get into motion. And I believe in that faith, and I believe that it also creates a lot of peace and is one of the very, very important pieces of the wellness puzzle. I use my mum and talk about my mum. I've written a book about my mum called Dance Until It Rains. She is an incredible example of the power of purpose, but also she's an example of the power of her emotional state and choices and habits. She born in Hungary. I'm not going to tell you the long, detailed version But she was born in Hungary. She came to Australia just before the Second World War as a four-year-old. Stressful time. Her parents were a bit absent. She developed a belief about herself that she had to work to earn love. She wasn't unconditionally loved. She created habits, low self-esteem, stress, anxiety. She became a smoker. She started drinking. She carried these emotions to the point where in her early 50s, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. At that stage, she, as... The rest of the family thought it must have been bad luck. It's not fair why her. She went and got herself treated medically and was given the all-clear So she didn't change anything. She didn't make any changes in her thinking, her emotional state, her habits. She kept smoking. She kept eating rich foods. Nothing really changed. So it's not really surprising in retrospect that 18 months later that cancer reappeared in her liver and she was given a very short time to live. Now, this is where what my mum did inspires me every single day. And she's been gone for 15 years as I'm talking to you right now. And she's my greatest hero and she's inspiring and impacting lives and has been for more than 15 years after she's left this earth she found her purpose for her she had to stop and think how am i going to beat this it's more than just living it's a reason why why do i want to live and for her it was as simple as the love of family the want to be there for her family that was her thing that was her drive and then to watch once she tapped in to that purpose wow to watch her do the things she did to make the changes she made was inspiring to me she started meditating and affirming and doing hypnosis and and trying to fix relationships and trying to forgive herself and change her own self-belief she gave up smoking she changed her eating habits she started meditating She started purifying her water and her air and started supplementing and started doing all these things. Now, she was given a couple of years to live. She outlived that prediction by 15 years. And yes, she died before a time. And I truly believe had she started making these choices on diagnosis of breast cancer, she would still be with us today. Now, I don't know. I can't make any prediction about that. I've just got an opinion. But to watch her and the things she did, the change she made, and then the quality of life she had, she she's truly a living example of life is not measured by how many breaths you take, but how many moments take your breath away. And when she passed, it was a tragic time. But since that time, she and I... With her book and with her inspiration, I've been talking to people and sharing with people just as I'm sharing with you now and hoping that you will share some of this inspiration with people that you care about. I've come to the end. I think I've said enough. I think I've done enough in this first episode of the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. I truly, truly, truly believe that you can live a life of joyful longevity I truly believe you can achieve things that may not seem possible to you right now. I truly believe in the power of our thoughts, the power of our emotional state. And when we get to a stage when we we can identify and become aware of the thoughts that are leading to certain emotions, we have the capacity and ability to change our focus. And that will immediately change and start a whole new ripple effect which will lead to a positive outcome in your life. So I want to thank you for being a part of this very, very first episode of the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. My name's Andrew Jobling, and I look forward to spending a lot more time with you as my weekly podcast, The Wellness Puzzle, really starts taking off and getting some traction and making a difference in the lives of lots of people. Have an incredible day. We've come to the end of episode number one of the Wellness Puzzle Podcast and I want to thank you for being a part of this show. I hope you're as excited about what's to come as I am to bring it to you. In the weeks to follow, I plan on having some guests that are going to absolutely blow your mind and give you some inspiration and information that's going to absolutely help you live a life of joyful longevity. Thanks to my sponsors, Best Being not just for the contribution they've made to this podcast but also the wonderful contribution they're making to the wellness of people all around the world. Thank you again for being part of the show and I look forward to being with you next week.